0: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Top, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts.
1: Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that?
0: Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com.
2: Yes, sir. Happy days are here again.
0: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
1: What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for
0: me. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Pedro Fernandez. Pedro Fernandez.
3: Domasi Caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, your inside look into the world of combat sports. Straight up, and you probably know this already, but my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Airways, having defended that title now for better than 31 years. And straight up today, we're talking about the future of the heavyweight division with the past of the heavyweight division. Probably the greatest heavyweight of all time, I think. Pound for pound, he could have beaten them all. The great Larry Holmes will be here in about 10 minutes live here on Sports Byline. So if you'd like to spend some time or give uh, with us and give the a call on the toll-free you can, 1-800-878-72529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The Skype line is happening as well. And, of course, that is Sports Byland and the number two. So lots of fights this weekend. Looks like Al Heyman's taking over. Back in control, folks. The man that runs Premier Boxing Championships. Get this card tonight. NBC Television, 8.30 p.m. in East, 5.30 in the West. Earl Spence, undefeated, welterweight, taking on Chris Algieri. Good-looking fighter, Earl Spence. I mean, really good-looking. And, of course, on that same... Card, Cry Glowacki, taking on Steve Cunningham for the WBO Cruiserweight title. But wait, they're not done. He's coming back with another card uh, at on Showtime at 11 p.m. Eastern time. That's 8 p.m. Pacific time with Gary Russell against Patrick Hyland for the WBC Featherweight title. So straight up, Al Heyman's a busy guy. Premier boxing champions, I guess, trying to get get back into play. People thought they were sort of dead for a while. Thought they had burned up all their money. They got $450 million. I don't think they can burn
4: that up in a year.
3: Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. On Sports Byline, iHeartRadio series, XM Satellite Radio, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, CRN2, and of course, of course, of course, SportsByline. And you can home! Hold-
5: I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now. 80-428-1280. 1570. My
4: joints used to kill me. with Pedro Fernandez. The George Foreman fight, when you when Harold
3: tried to put something together in the 90s, you, you guys came close on that, didn't you? Well, we were very close. Matter
6: of fact, uh, the one guy gave George a million dollars and he gave me half a million to put the fight on. And we took that money. We both signed an agreement. But for some reason or another, George didn't want to do the fight or the guy pulled out of the fight. I don't know what happened, but uh, that was something that um, I wanted to do. That's one of the fights that, I wanted to fight more than any fight that I ever fought. I wanted to fight that fight.
3: The Smooth Sounds of the Tower of Power 2005 version. This is Ring Talk Live worldwide on Sports Byline. Joining us from Eastern Pennsylvania, folks, it's always an honor. We get this man on the line to talk about the former heavyweight champion of the world the Eastern assassin, the unelected mayor of Eastern Pennsylvania, Mr. Larry Holmes. Larry, how are you today, Mr. Mayor? Oh, you.
6: I'm fine, man. If you're all right, I'm okay.
3: <laughs> That's good. Larry, um, I, I want to ask you this. You know, there's a lot of money floating around in boxing right now, and, and, and you know, a lot of it's being pushed around by, by Al Heyman today. Al Heyman's got two fight cards. One's going to be on NBC. The other one's going to be on Showtime. They both look like pretty good cards, but... You know, I mean, these are good fights and everything, but for some reason, he's not putting together any super fights. In fact, if you look back at his last year and a half of promoting Larry, you can't say, you know what? There's one fight that Al Heyman did that I want to see again. There, there, you, there aren't no really standout fights. How come?
6: There ain't no, there ain't no good fighters out there anymore, and they're not getting recognition anymore. And they, and then uh, ABC, or NBC, or, or those guys are not. So CBS is not in there anymore, and um, now I think the NBC is trying to pick up a little bit. But if I here you put those fights together out there, they're not going to be great, great fights. I mean, you got to get people some recognition before you put them out there in the public. You keep your product hidden until you're really ready to go out there. You don't just throw them out there and they end up being nothing. But people are not, and the people are not going to turn it back on. So you gotta, you got to put
3: them in position before you put them out there. Is, that, is, go on, I'm sorry. No,
6: and that, and that ain't happening.
3: You know, when you look at at the big picture right now, you talked about there's no really big, exciting boxers out there and things like that. Is that. Does that have to do with the fact that, that Freddie Brown and Ray Arcel and, and people like that, that there's no really great teachers anymore? I mean, you knock them on. Listen, uh-huh. I thought Panama Lewis was a crook. I thought what Panama Lewis did to Billy Collins, he should have went to prison for a long time. Okay, but straight up, Panama Lewis was still a pretty damn good trainer. Yeah,
6: he's a good trainer
3: to a certain extent because he would do anything he can do to
6: <laughs> get his fighter in the condition that he can go out there and fight. Yeah. And that's one thing about Panama like Lewis—he—he he didn't know a whole lot about boxing, but he knew more. He, he knew just as much as some other guy. When he, when you go back to a corner and you're tired. You just finished the fight fighting the run, a hard round. You don't say to a fighter, how you feel? I mean, that's what they say. The fighters all beat up, got hit in the face and stuff, and he comes back to the corner, and you slap him on the face again and say, how you feel? Come on. Yeah. Give me a break. You know, put some water on top of his head. Put some water, ice on his back or something, you know. Drown him with the water to wake him up. And then give him something. You'll let swallow some of that water. If you don't swallow water, you're gonna dehydrate yourself, you are gonna have cramps and yeah. everything else. Yeah. And then you might go into that coma thing that the people are worried about and isn't it. They're worried about people getting hurt in the fight game. Mm-hmm. And the fighters are not being taken care of properly by the training. The reason why like, I know what I'm saying is because they called me, I gotta go in front of the the, way I, in, the in front of the Senate in two weeks. To talk about boxing, what can they do to help boxing? And, you know, I consider myself as an expert. I've been over for seven and a half years. It was, it was 75 fights with 60, 69 wins. And a couple of the guys that I lost to, I didn't lose to. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, I'm glad to go to Washington and do that so I can try to help these people. You can't come out of high school and start teaching a boxer how to fight.
3: Well, you know, and, and that's what's happening. A lot of times, these these young guys, like even Deontay Wilder, came late to the boxing game. The current WBC right. title holder. So these guys come late to the game. And Larry, what I notice when these guys come late to the game, they they're 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 more like robotic. They know what to do because they've been told what to do. But I think if you've grown up with it and you've learned how to box from day one and you've been around this thing for for a good amount of time and your tenure is there, you sort of know these things. I mean. Learning how to slip a punch, this is really – I mean, I remember Eddie Machen. I don't know if you remember Eddie Machen, but Eddie Machen taught me how to box. And Eddie Machen spent six months teaching me how to slip a right hand before he even let me throw a punch. He wouldn't let me throw a punch. Larry, listen – he told my mother, he told my mother, he's so frustrated right now, he's going to quit. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He's, he's going to quit. He's so frustrated right now. I got him trying to slip this punch. He can't slip it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I didn't quit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah, and, and, right. and, and, and I stuck with it. But but, Ed, but th- these were the great teachers. They spent months trying to teach you one thing and make you getting it right. But nowadays, mm-hmm. you go into a gym, you got a guy who throws a towel over his back. And he says, guess right. what? I'm a boxing trainer. <laughs>
6: And that's what I'm talking about, man. Listen, you, your trainer was like my trainer. I couldn't hit the heavy bag until I knew learned how to throw the punches. And then I hit the heavy bag. I didn't know how to throw the jab, so I can't throw the jab. So he worked on my jab, just the one arm. Yeah. Don't you throw that right and You work on that jab. You work on that jab. And you throw it like this. You throw it like this. You do it like this. And that's why I got a good jab. That's why everybody's the how you get a good jab. You know, it's because my trainer knew what he was doing. At that time, Ernie Butler. Because he, he had 100 fights himself back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he may so rest in peace. And he taught me how to fight the bases. And he always told me, look, don't prove that you can take a punch. Don't get hit with a punch. Yeah. Because if you get hit and get hit and get hit, something's going to happen to you. You don't get hit, don't take no punches. Don't show how tough you are. Show how smart you are. And these trainers today, they're not doing that. They're not doing it. They're not telling these fighters, I'm going over there to watch these guys fight over New Zealand, and uh, and um, and I hope to be able to tell some of them what to
3: do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. So Larry's going abroad and coaching, huh?
7: Yeah,
3: <laughs> Larry Holmes, <laughs> Professor Larry Holmes on the line, the Hall of Famer himself, the <laughs> former World Heavyweight Champion. You know, I was thinking about some of the stuff that we've done over the years because some of the places we went. Um, I remember when we were in in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, in 2000, when you took on Mike Weaver and, and you mm-hmm. knocked out Mike Weaver in the Battle of the Seniors down there. You know that was a pretty good night that night. Remember, Burt Reynolds was there ringside. That was yeah. all, remember that was good. Mm-hmm. Those were good times that night, Larry.
6: They were great times, man. You know, listen, and that's what they don't got. They don't have the Burt Reynolds, uh, Burt, how I many Sugar's, and Burt Reynolds that comes to the fight no more. They they have a little guy. I mean, I don't know, man. You know. People don't want to be bothered with a lot of this stuff anymore. But boxing can come back. All the TV's got to do is get together and
3: start putting on a good show. And these boxing will come back. But but is Al Heyman doing it the right way? Don't you think? I mean, Larry, I mean, honestly, God, I know he's signed all these fighters. He probably is telling all these fighters, you know, I don't want you to lose. I don't want you to lose. But he he isn't putting them in them, I want to say, life or death fights, but career breaking fights, because career breaking fights, you know that career breaking fights make guys dig down deep. They realize that all this spit is on the line right now. If I don't deliver, I'm going back. You know what I'm saying? They got to deliver. I don't think there's enough pressure on these guys to deliver because they're getting a few bucks and they're not really in tough fights.
6: And how many how many fighters that you've seen on this television these TV facing them guys? so jazz? You don't am They go out there and try to knock you out. They throw right hand, left foot, right hand, left foot, body shot, and they don't really throw any jab. They don't realize the jab will set you up for all the things that you want to do in boxing The jab. Yeah. Uh, you
0: and
6: know, you know, know how him. might be doing a good job or whatever, and I don't know who his advisors are. Maybe they're not telling him the right thing. You know, I, and because I don't, I didn't know who Al even was, and I know you just can't come into the game of boxing and no boxing. You got to practice with it. You got to be around it. You got to eat, sleep it, and that's the only way you're going to become anything and come famous. I mean, I, I was pushed by a couple guys that you know, they like to, mean to be on their team, but I, I'm i not going to be on no team that I don't know nothing about. Yep. I'm not going to join the team if I don't know nothing about the team. And I don't know nothing about Allen or anything else. He might be a great guy, might be a great promoter, might have a lot of money. And, you know, everybody needs a job every now and then, and I will take one every now and then. But <laughs> not to be there to be, the, the, you know, the, the kiss, 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 and kiss, I'm not going to do
3: that. You never yeah. have. You've always told like I'm it was God not, not going to do that. He is the godfather of eastern Pennsylvania, whether he wants to recognize it or not. Larry, say hello to your your lovely wife for me, and we'll talk real soon. It's always a pleasure, man. I I love you. I thank you so much for your time. Thanks, buddy. All right, boss. Catch you. Bye. The great Larry Holmes, man. I love him. I really do. Fantastic athlete. I remember he screamed at me the first time I met him. Screamed at me. I asked some stupid question in a press conference. He rattled off him. Okay. Maybe that's not the way to approach him. Not first time out, anyway. This little young kid. Anyway, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll talk uh, boxing for the prime uh, for the most part of this hour. We'll delve into MMA as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The WBO cruiserweight going on tonight, of course. Goliath Kowalski taking on straight up Steve Cunningham. I mean, this is Ring Talk Live
2: Worldwide. kept on- Somehow got the feeling that I opened
5: my eyes too late.
8: Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. I lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400.
4: 800-949-8707 800-949-8707
9: Nicholas Rowley Courtney Rowley Dominic Pechota are trial lawyers who deeply care about their clients the trial lawyers for justice law firm with offices in des moines waterloo decorah iowa st paul minnesota chicago and california the trial lawyers for justice law firm handles catastrophic personal injury wrongful death and medical malpractice cases throughout the country the trial lawyers for justice firm has won through caring about clients and refusing to settle cheap and believing in the justice system hundreds of millions of dollars in record-setting jury verdicts and settlements. Injury victims and their families will call 888-811-0844. 888-811-0844. And do it now if you believe you have a case and get the justice you and your family members deserve. Call 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice.
7: In my humble estimation, uh, I think when you develop the judgment that when you when you decided that kid's had enough that day, then stop it. And I guess my final comment about that would be the great Arthur McCanty Sr. stopped the fight one time, and the kid looked at him, and, you know, these fighters are professional athletes. They stop. I mean, they get hurt. They're absolutely helpless. You stop and hold them for a couple of seconds. They recover like that. And the next thing you know, they're looking at you going, geez, I want to fight some more, because that's their nature. They're warriors. And this kid looked at Arthur Mercanty and said, come on, ref- let, let me go back. I got some more. I got some more. And Arthur Mercanti said the perfect statement when he said, I know you do, son, but not tonight.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That's a voice I'd know anywhere.
3: Let Johnny do his thing here. Saw Johnny a few months ago at the Paramount Theater. One of the few theaters in the Bay Area I have not worked as an MC. I want to work the Paramount, work the Coliseum, work Bimbos, work the Cow Palace, a lot of other events. Of course, you know uh, Slim's, Great American Musical. I want to win. All right, I'm whining. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live, where I wife. Let me get over the wine, folks. Let's talk about the uh, the fights of last week before we get to this week. Because last week was was it was it was a how can I put this? This was this was a position that Anthony Joshua put himself into when he won the 2012 Olympic gold medal. I'm talking about it, super heavyweight. He's a big guy, six foot seven. He talks wonderfully, and I mean, when he talks wonderfully, I mean, he's got a a different sounding voice, sort of like this British voice, not like a Frank Bruno British voice, but like a British voice of a almost like a, a 16 year old kid that's really giddy and things like that. I mean, he's he's really happy. He's a good looking young man, no doubt about it. Six foot seven, six foot eight, whatever it is. Um, 245 pounds, 244 pounds. Took on Charles Martin last week, and Charlie was no hobo. I mean, he wasn't. He was like what, 21 and 0, 23 and 0 with a draw and 21 knockouts. I mean, he could punch. Whether he was punching guys out, Scott, Light named Scott Cuddy and Pedro Fernandez, or not. It doesn't matter. You knock out that many guys, you can crack a little bit, okay? So he went over to London, first time uh, in defense of that IBF title he won just a few weeks, uh, a few months earlier. Went over there and basically said, you know what, I'm cashing in. This is it. They're paying me a lot of money to come over here, possibly upwards of two million dollars. I'm gonna make two million dollars, okay? So what if they only walk away with eight hundred thousand bucks? Man, with eight hundred thousand bucks after everything, after taxes and this and that, man, eight hundred grand, you know, I could buy a house and anyway, good things can happen to a guy with eight hundred grand. So I'm hoping that he got the couple of mil. I'm hoping that he walked away with eight hundred grand. Of course, one of the guys on his team, the great Henry Tillman, nineteen eighty four Olympic gold medalist, NABF cruiserweight champion, guy that lost to Mike Tyson is a pro, but he beat Mike Tyson twice as an amateur. I'll try to get Henry on tomorrow's show. Henry was over there in London uh, trying to get Char- Charlie in shape, and he got in shape. But you know, you can't stand in front of a bigger guy. You don't stand and wait for big guys to make their move. See, big lummox guys, you know, the guys that you know, that lack coordination. You can, you can, you can wait on them to move because they move so slow. But when you've got a heavyweight like Joshua, that is very fluid, that moves with. Amazing, I mean, on his feet and I mean, just he's got good movement. I I thought he was a little cumbersome, a little clumsy in a fight that he had. uh, I think two or three fights ago, when he had to walk some guy down on the ropes, I thought he looked a little awkward. But you know, I mean, he's learning. He's in the learning process. Note about it, as as I said, a 2012 Olympic gold medalist. Now, what 16 and 0, 16 wax, Uh, 15 people have not made it into the made it through the third round. And, of course, Mr. Martin didn't make it through the third round. A one-punch knockout in round number two, a right hand, boom. and It was all over. I mean, all of our way, wait, wait, no, count to 100, count to, eh, maybe not to 200, but you can count to 100. He wasn't going to move for a while. I mean, he just wasn't. You know, Charles Martin, give him all the props. He went over there, said, showed the guts, the guts, the intestinal fortitude, and he cashed in. And I'm so happy he cashed in. Now, so many people out there are saying, Pedro, come on, he cashed in. Yes, this is about making money. These guys are professional fighters. They're not going to get an opportunity like that to make uh, that kind of a purse. I mean, straight up, if he stayed in the United States and he hadn't had that IBF belt and went over to fight Joshua, what would he make? Be making maybe a hundred grand, and then after that, he's making thirty, forty grand after taxes, maybe, maybe. Okay, but this way, he made a couple of mil. Everybody uh, got paid. Okay, and and that's just the way. I mean, professional boxing. Man, forget winning all those titles. I mean, it's nice. It's glorious. Of course, if you want to win titles, you do what I do, do, like I did. You win golden glove championships. You fight in the amateurs, you win four golden glove titles. Okay? That's what you do if, if you really want to win titles. But if you want to make money as a professional fighter, sure, the titles help, but sometimes titles aren't necessary to make money. I'm talking about uh, that Jamaican heavyweight out of New York City, guided by the Wacko Twins. Of course, the guys that, that handled Jerry Cooney back in the 80s. I'm talking about Dennis Rapport and Mike Jones, Alex Stewart. Had that epic fight in 1987, I believe, with the Vander Holyfield. But, you know, wow. I mean, Alex Stewart made a lot of money. Alex Stewart made like three or four million bucks. And Alex Stewart wasn't the greatest heavyweight in the world, but he was undefeated. They put, built him up with, with a nice record on paper, like 26 and 0, with 26 knockouts and something like that. You know, and, and the Holyfield fight was revealing because Holy, Holyfield decided to stand there slug with a slugger and be in the smaller man. It made for an exciting fight. But from that point forward, you know he make 500 grand here, 400 grand here, 300 grand here. This kind of stuff adds up. That's good money. That's a professional fighter. That's what fighters do. They need to make money for their families. Professional fighters AK, that's what professional fighters all about. So now we've got Joshua moving on. And of course, you know he's going to meet up eventually with Deontay Wilder and Anthony uh, I mean uh, Tyson Fury, the current WBO champion who was ringside last week, as was David Haye. David Haye, the Lincoln, Englishman former WBA title holder, he's talking about wanting to fight, of all people, um, Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs is older than Scott Cuddy, and Scott Cuddy is old. He's real old, okay? And this guy's older than him, and he wants to fight him for the heavyweight? Come on. Anyway, but that that's where, that's where David Hay is at. David Haye wants to fight an old guy. I think David Haye had that big shoulder operation about a year and a half ago. They said maybe he couldn't come back, maybe he could come back. They had to rebuild the entire left shoulder, I believe, so we'll look to see how he recovers physically. But, you know, a guy of that magnitude, that's not really a test. Anyway, David Hay and Tyson Fury would be a big fight in the U.K., no doubt about it. But first, Tyson Fury has got to get past Vladimir Klitschko in the rematch. And Paco keeps saying the rematch is going to happen. The rematch is going to happen. So it hasn't been announced, but the rematch is going to happen supposedly in July. Now, we're already, in what, mid-April, May, June? You know, that's getting pretty close. I thought if these guys were going to announce this fight, they would have announced it already. Also last week, the WBL international title was on the line in Las Vegas. Two two of uh, boxing's current day icons. We'll talk about Manny Pacquiao and Tim Bradley. Tim Bradley, of course, guided by uh, Teddy Atlas. And in the corner of Manny Pacquiao is the esteemed Freddie Roach. Both are are credible trainers. Both both get accolades every time they put somebody in the ring, you know, for one reason or another. But I'm going to talk about their shortcomings in just a minute. Anyway, we'll get to the fight first. I'm talking about Manny Pacquiao coming out looking smaller than he has in a long time. But he looked pretty quick. But he did look small. I'm talking about like maybe, you know, not taking Flintstone vitamins or not taking whatever he's taking. Or anyway, the bottom line is he looked like he was a lot smaller, looked a little faster, was able to dart in and out a little bit better against Tim Bradley than he did the, uh, the first time. And the second time, of course, he, he did beat Bradley. Not convincingly, but he beat him. And nobody's really dominating anybody until this third fight when Matty Pacquiao knocked Tim Bradley down not once but twice. The first knockdown was a bit suspect. But the second knockdown was definitely a knockdown. And now, let's get to the uh, the decision at the end. Manny Pacquiao won and going across the board. I think the score was like 116, 110, one, like three times. But let's go back to the trainers I talked about. Teddy Atlas, okay? The great Teddy Atlas. ESPN boxing commentator, of course. The guy with the scar on his face. The guy that supposedly pulled a gun on Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson made a move on his sister, okay? You know, Teddy had... Uh, Tim Bradley in pretty good shape last week. But as I said before, I think Tim Bradley is a bit long in the tooth and might be damaged goods because he had headaches for like six to eight months, and that's just not good. Anyway, Bradley is not a puncher. 33-2-1 and one now, 13 knockouts, and 35 fights. That's not a big puncher, okay, especially at the world-class level. But still, Atlas put Everlast boxing pillows on his hands last week. He didn't have puncher's gloves. He had boxer's gloves. And you don't want to put boxer's gloves on a puncher. Uh, even 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 if he's not a puncher, you want to give him every opportunity to be a puncher. So you so you give him the best punching gloves you can. You give him the Reyes gloves. That's what Manny Pacquiao was wearing. You give him the small Reyes gloves where the fist area around the fist is smaller than it is around the rest of the glove. But if you look at the area of the, of the Everlast glove, it looks like a big fat pillow. It just looks like a big pillow. And you know, Tim Bradley had the reach, but Tim Bradley was scoring at times, but he couldn't really hurt Manny Pacquiao, he did rock him a couple of times, but he had better gloves on and been able to deliver like that with leverage. He might've been able to put Manny Pacquiao, not down, but a little bit out of his game. Cause right now, Manny Pacquiao thinking that he is like the next world heavyweight champion. He's back on top. He's a pound for pound King. Not quite folks. The gays are still upset with Manny. Of course, Manny says he loves everybody. But then again, this was a guy who, you know the the, uh, the Christian faith and very much a devout Christian, but yet he said that all gay people should die. I don't think if Jesus would have said that gay people should die. I don't think that the Pope would say that gay people should die. But Manny Pacquiao said that, and he called them he related he called them animals and things like that. So Manny Pacquiao doubled down on that gay thing. He's been banned from that arena down there in the L.A. area. Of course, Mike Tyson has some commentary on that a, uh, a fortnight ago, which we thought was pretty colorful. Sort of told it like it was, but straight up, Manny Pacquiao winner. Back in the winner's circle. Didn't score a knockout. Hasn't scored a knockout since guess when? 2009. Manny Pacquiao back on top. This is your WBO Boxing Hour brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, wboboxing.com. This is Ring Talk live on Sports Spotlight. Everywhere.
1: Now she told me it can break the This little woman I feel it's happened to me And I'm telling you
10: Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. Measure twice, cut once. Words to live by. Whether you're framing a house or getting a pair of Red Wing work boots... That's why, at a Red Wing shoe store, we take the time to precisely measure your feet. Both feet. And not just the length and width, either. We use the latest digital tools to measure your arch and even your pressure points for a truly custom fit. It's our way of making sure your boots fit your feet as well as your job. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work.
1: Finishing a basement is a great way to add living space economically. I'm Danny Lefter with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about getting started the right way right after this. You know what's true and what's not.
9: And what's true is that the best laid plans need the strongest tools. And no tool has been up for more challenges than true temper. These lawn and garden tools live up to their name again and again. Refined, perfected, strong and durable innovative tools since 1808. You know what you need to get the job done. You and a tool that is absolutely true.
1: True Temper. Lots of homeowners dream of using that extra space in the basement for a game room, a home theater, or entertaining space. But it's important to correct any moisture issues first. In other words, stop the leaks before you make improvements. You can tell if moisture is coming into your basement by taping a small piece of clear plastic to the wall or floor and then watching it for a few days. The amount of fog or condensation will tell you what's getting in. Even if there isn't a real big problem in your basement, it's a good idea to seal those masonry walls and floor with a waterproofing material. Many formulas do several jobs at once, so you can buy one product to serve as a waterproofer, primer coat, and top coat. Some even include additives to prevent the growth of mold and mildew on their surfaces. I'm Danny Lipford with Tips for Today's Homeowner.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Clap your hands, sir. Stop being racist. Clap your hands. Check it, 40 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I am the man, but you know this. That's why you're listening. The undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio waves. often imitated, but never duplicated. That is myself, Pedro Fernandez. Now I'm done boasting about myself. But wait, wait. My mother said, it's never boasting, son, when you're telling the truth. As long as I was winning those Golden Glove titles and running undefeated there for three years, I was a man. After that, nobody cared. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. That's the way it is, folks. When you're on top and you're in the spotlight. Hey, it's happening. Once you drop the number two or three, eh, not really a big thing. Speaking of number one, on the line from Southern California, of course, my co-host as far as the Johnny Taco show is concerned, Johnny Taco and his all-stars, Dominic Cadwallader Jimenez, and, of course, Zach Attack Young. And Zach, how's life treating you? Zachary? Okay, wonderful. We lost Zachary, so we'll go back to the MMA world of today. Take that back. Of course, UFC off, going down tonight on... Uh, on Fox, and, you know, it's it's a pretty good card, but when you really look at the UFC now, I mean, it's all about pay-per-view, right? I mean, people are so tired of pay-per-view, telling me, Pedro, you know, I can only watch your great fights on pay-per-view as far as MMA is concerned, but I don't think that's the way it is. I think you can watch some fights, like, on on uh, Fox's fight card tonight on Fox. Let's talk about that with Zach Attack. Zach, you there? Yeah, I don't know what happened the first time, but, yeah, I'm here. Okay, well, <laughs> this this fight night, Glover takes and Rashad Evans. Um, should we be excited about this? Um, I there's a, there's a level of excitement because you know Glover Teixeira
7: is still probably top ten light heavyweight. As far as Rashad Evans, I kind of think the guy's a little long in the tooth at this point. But there's some excitement because he does have some. He's just been kind
3: of inconsistent with his performances. Rashad is just not hungry, is he? He doesn't look like a guy that has any motive. He doesn't look too motivated. Right. I think once it seems like once he
7: lost that fight to John Jones, his, his motivation kind of dissipated after that.
3: Well, when you lose to John Jones and realize, you know what, this is the guy that's got the title, I can never, ever beat him in my entire life, that will take some some wind out of your sails, especially when you can't move up to heavyweight and you can't drop down to middleweight. Yeah, not only that, but it's like he,
7: he had trained with John Jones, so he thought he had like an inside knowledge of his camp and stuff. And the longer the time goes, I mean, they're not in the same camp anymore, so he's not going to get to see
3: those things that he was seeing before, so he's only going to be at more of a disadvantage. Okay, he got throttled. Now, speaking of a guy that got throttled, you and I thought that Ben Rothwell had a good chance of junior against Junior Dos Santos. He didn't win a second of a round, did he? No, he did, he did not <laughs> well I, I really thought I was kind of banking
7: more on Junior Dos Santos being, you know, kind of shot. But even the shot junior dos Santos was better than the best version of Ben Rothwell.
3: Why? Well, well, because Ben just—he just—I mean, he looked pathetic. Is that the—is that a good way to, to describe that performance? Pathetic. Yeah, you know, and and when he walked out, he had kind of like a
7: strange expression on his face. Like he didn't look confident in himself, and and I thought it was an act. But then as you watch the fight, I'm I'm kind of wondering if maybe he just didn't feel that great going into that fight or something.
3: Well, whether he didn't feel that great or not, he was pawing around. He, he, didn't, he didn't try to impose his will at all on Junior Dos Santos. Now, you and I, we know that that damage he took against Cain Velasquez, maybe he hasn't showed up yet, but it's going to show up down the road, maybe when he's 45 and he can't write Junior Dos Santos on a postcard.
7: Yeah, it definitely could be the the case. I kind of think it's already it's already kind of shown up because he he was beaten by Alistair Overeem, who I think he would have knocked out a few years ago. You know, so that's already kind of showing up. I think he's just he's not the same fighter that he was. And Ben Rothwell I think was Jr had a good matchup against him because he's he's a slower heavyweight. He could take advantage of that. He Ben Rothwell does have power. He has a lot of knockouts, but. He's
3: not the fastest guy in the world. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now, switching gears, we're going to talk on the Johnny Taco and his All-Stars. And, of course, Zach Attack is one of the Johnny Taco's All-Stars. But, you know, we're looking at the entire sports world right now. The Warriors are on a roll. But I got to go back to this Kobe Bryant thing. I want to talk about this to an extent tonight. I thought that was a scam. I thought them giving him 60 points. I thought that was a scam. Ain't no way a 40-year-old man's going to come out and score 60 points in his last game. Come on. That would be like... That would be like Larry Holmes knocking out ten guys in the same night. This ain't gonna happen. I don't know. I mean, I, oh I like wait, are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to say this was legit? Yeah, I mean, oh. I like to just, just,
7: uh, if, if it was, if it wasn't legit, it was a great setup because the Jazz were blocking some of his shots. They were not. They weren't letting him just do that stuff. Like they were, like some of the guys were just flying in there to block his shots. They're stealing, you know, they're stealing the ball from him. And, and they were contesting all of his shots. It's just he was able to knock some of them down. And, I mean, if you look at his percentage from three, he had a bad night from three, but he was just very efficient from a two-point range.
3: Well, I'm going to say this, okay? This is Donald Sterling's step, stepson on the line here, folks, the guy that used to own the L.A. Uh, the L A. Clippers. He's kn- been known to have these pro-L.A. Uh, themes. I guess, I guess you're just full of L.A. values. Like, what, what, did, what did Ted Cruz say about Donald Trump? I guess you're just full of L.A. values, huh? L.A., I guess so. <laughs> I mean, you you know, Kobe meant
7: a lot to the city of L.A., and and I think it, it, is, it is a bigger deal to us than it's going to be to other people. So there's always going to be that. And the, just the energy in that building was just like I've never seen something. It was like game seven, even though this was a completely meaningless game.
3: <laughs> Okay, uh, USC on Fox tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern at five o'clock in the West. Where Glover takes Sarah against Rashad Evans in the main event. Leona Machida, another guy long in the tooth, taking on a guy that's even longer in the tooth, and 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 Dan Henderson. They should call this guy. They, they, are both these guys ready for Social Security or what?
7: Yeah, they should be fighting for like a Social Security check. <laughs> that should be what they're paid in at the end of the fight. I
3: think. Good enough. I'll see you tonight, 10 p.m. Pacific time, folks. Of course, this is. Uh, Sports overnight in America, aka Johnny, talking is also us and Zach. Tech. Zach, what did you think? Uh, now, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Have you seen Cad Waller's private jet, the Gulfstream? I've heard about it. I think I've heard it uh, hovering
7: overhead, but I haven't actually seen it yet.
3: Well, evidently, he says he's going to take us to the playoffs, so he's going to come down and get you, or send somebody down in the plane for you. Can you believe it? I'll see. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But when Cad Waller says something, it usually happens. 10 p.m. Pacific time tonight. Johnny his uh, Johnny All-Stars, Waller, Jimenez, and, of course, the great Zach Tak Young. Zach, have a good day. You too. Thank you. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 46, make it 47 minutes past now. Of course, that card tonight on Fox Sports, uh, Fox the regular Fox Network, I'm sorry, the regular Fox Network, figures to be a good card. I mean, you know, there's about eight or nine fights on the card coming to you from Tampa, Florida, and, of course, the USC just back from Croatia. Oh, speaking of USC, tomorrow, uh, the Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, Sunday. We'll have him at, uh, in the second hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Josh Barnett, the former two-time USC heavyweight champion, just back from Croatia. He will talk about the UFC, MMA in general, and, of course, uh, what he's going to do as far as his career is concerned. One of the best stand-up guys, one of the best my guys in the world of uh, combat sports, no question about that. So Josh Barnett will be here tomorrow in hour number two, the two-hour show of Ring Talk Live Worldwide starts off at 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Sports Byline Broadcast. An hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Then, of course, we come to you Monday, Sirius XM Satellite Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We come to you with an hour of boxing and an hour of MMA. So lots of opportunities to watch Ring Talk Live Worldwide throughout the week. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Big boxing segment to close with. Because there's all kinds of fights tonight. Get this. Um, 1, 2, three, four, five cards. Six cards on TV. CBS and NBC both having TV. Boxing on network TV. This is a good day. Let's talk about it after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Scott Cuddy, take it away, my brother.
10: and you don't have to do it. Oh maybe just whistle. You know
0: how to whistle you just you just put your lips together and love.
2: Eight hundred two nine six zero nine zero six. Eight hundred two nine six zero nine zero six. That's eight hundred two nine six zero nine zero six.
0: Pedro let me let me, tell, let me Go tell you something man congratulations on your long time in radio you are your team and for your ratings man I was reading about that I'm very uh, impressed with you Pedro now more of ring talk with Pedro Fernandez just what do you think of him as a fighter huh well, his footwork's lousy he can't counter punch his timing stinks and he doesn't breathe
10: properly but you like him as a person well, he has a nice smile
3: Those Tower of Power horns, where are they? There they are, Super Stroke Land Band, circa 1999, Tower of Power and Huey Lewis and News making a combination, putting it together. The boys from the Marin County side of the bay and the Oakland side of the bay coming together for some funky music. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Back to the sport of boxing, still undefeated now, 34-0, Gilberto Ramirez, Gilberto Ramirez Sanchez, Okay. Pretty good fighter. I mean, good looking fighter. Six foot two and a half. Only with six foot two and a half weighing one sixty eight. Now, when I tell you one sixty eight and six foot two and a half, you wouldn't think, well, that's maybe not all that big for one sixty for one sixty eight. But it is when you think about that Larry Holmes is six foot three and world heavyweight champion. So six foot two, he was like two weight classes. I mean, as far as his size against Arthur Abraham, he was like two weight classes bigger than Abraham. I was like freaking out, like, whoa man, this guy's a giant compared to Abraham. Anyway, he won going across the board to the southpaw from Mexico, Sinaloa, Mexico, Mazatlan, and he scores a 120-108 to across the board. Pretty good uh, appearance. And of course, Arthur Abraham now, long in the tooth, the WBO champion at 160 and 168. Maybe it may be time for him to call it in. So those were coming the fights that happened uh, last week. But straight up, I want to talk about tonight's fights. Let's go through this. April 16th. Wow. April 16th, of course, you got the UFC on Fox. It's 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. in the, uh, in the east. Then you got the NBC Sports. Uh, that's on the NBC channel, the regular NBC network, the Peacock, and that's 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5:30 on the West Coast. I'm talking about Earl Spence Jr. undefeated against Chris Algieri, who was a uh, who uh, played played foil to uh, Manny Pacquiao about a year and a half ago. Clyde Gowacki versus Steve Cunningham in a pretty toss up fight for the WBO Cruiserweight title. That's 200 pounds. The WBO Cruiserweight title going down on NBC today and it is 8:30 p.m. in the east and 5:30 in the west. Now we go to Showtime, 11 p.m. in the east, 8 p.m. in the west. This is a card put together by Lou Bella but it's got it's got Al Heyman written all over it, Gary Russell and Patrick Highland for the WBC featherweight title. And Jose Pedraza and Stephen Smith going for the IBF 130-pound belt. So that's going to be happening on Showtime. Wait, I'm not done. Then we go to Puerto Rico, and I'm talking about the next lightweight sensation, the next Puerto Rican sensation, the next iconic fighter to come off the land of Rica, in uh, Felix Verdejo. Wow, he's, he's impressive. Taking on Daniel uh, Evangelista Jr. That's 11 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time. That's going to be on the Unimas Network. Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. Then we go to the CBS Sports Network. And they got things going on with uh, Steve Claggett and Chris Van Hurden. That's going to go tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern time, 8 o'clock Pacific time. So I guess these networks are going to go at each other with boxing, which I really don't understand because there really isn't a zillion boxing fans out there or 10 million boxing fans. I mean, just why would you want to go on the same night? I never got that. I never understood that. I mean, I think that that promotional uh, uh, competition going back and forth. I think that's all good, but we you know when you both try to put your product on the same night at the same time, you're forcing people to either get VCRs or put two computers in front of them or put mobile browsers. I mean multiple, multiple browsers in their in computer as they're watching two screens at the same time on the internet. So it gets a little crazy. But this boxing for tonight, I think is a pretty good. Look at this Showtime Gary Russell, Highland, of course. Uni got Verdeo, the undefeated, undefeated Puerto Rican sensation, Clyde Gawacki and Cunningham going on NBC. Of course, the UFC on Fox. I mean, wow. I mean, this is a fantastic week of combat sports. Brought to you, for the most part, I think, by Al Heyman. So before you knock Al Heyman, before you kick him in the teeth, before you say, hey, 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 Al Heyman lost his ass, Al Heyman hasn't lost his ass yet, okay? And he's still, I think, in a, in a good position to bring boxing back to the masses. Boy, well, I think he's got to do. I think he's got to concentrate a little bit more on punchers and put together, have his matchmakers put together matches in which punchers prevail. And the reason why I say this is because people like punchers. Now, Al Heyman's thing might be, you know, he fell in love with Vernon Forrest. That's what got him into the boxing the boxing game the first time. And, of course, that was uh, back in the day when Vernon Forrest was the WBC, I think, 154-pound champion, having lost that 147-pound title to Rayo, Ricardo Mayorga. But... um you know, at 154, he and Al Heyman got together. Al Heyman got the boxing bug. Next thing you know, Al Heyman was working in boxing, trying to put together this this team, got together $450 million, allegedly, of foreign and domestic investment, decided he was going to put boxing on the map here in the United States. For the first year, say, the first 16 months or so, he's done a fair job. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The quantity has been there, but the real quality has not been there. And when I say quality, is that you've got it, it, it's indicative in his matchmaking. If somebody's making these matches, and they're not making matches, they're going to end up with uh, uh, exclamation mark endings. And I think that you really want to try to do that at times. You want to put guys together that are going to make for exciting fights. I mean, good boxing matches, yeah, that's good. Everybody wants to watch a good boxing match once in a while. But you know what, people, the masses per se, I think they predict they prefer a good fight once in a while. And I think the good fights are something that Al Heyman has not yet. Produced in a multitude of uh, of instances, so I mean, <clears throat> I'm giving a B right now, maybe a B minus, maybe a B, yeah, a B. And <clears throat> nobody's perfect, no doubt about that. But in the end, with 450 million dollars, you know, you've got some, you've got some, some room to move around, no doubt about that. Some room to move around. Anyway, Gennady Golovkin going to go on next week, the 23rd. Of course, he is the world middleweight champion. Mean dude, man, 34 and 0, 31 KOs, hasn't lost a fight. He hasn't come lost, lose, close to losing a fight ever as a pro. And, of course, the, what, 22 straight fights with a knockout. He's an amazing fighter. Coming on next week, uh, it's going to be, of course, I think on HBO against Dominic Wade at the Forum in Inglewood, California. Straight up, the WBA. It's going to be for the super middleweight title. No, no. Middleweight title. Middleweight title. Not super middleweight title. WBA tries to confuse you. Everybody's trying to put all these belts out there. Belt serious? Not really. Titles are serious. Not really. Fighters of Series, Johnny Gloskins for Real. You are tuned to the WBO Boxing Hour, brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a presentation of Sports Byline USA. The executive producer is Scott Cuddy. Until next time, thank you.